Good morning. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. Great to have you with us on a Wednesday. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental with individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at DeltaDentalCoversMe.com. Well, folks, Sound of Music is going to be performed by the Community Players of Concord this weekend. It is coming right up. It's right around the corner, Friday, November 17th at 7.30, Saturday the 18th at 7.30, Sunday the 19th at 2, and of course it will be at the Concord City Auditorium, 2 Prince Street in Concord. You can get more information at communityplayersofconcord.org. And so happy to say that uh, joining me this morning in studio is the director of The Sound of Music, Cindy Dickinson. Cindy, good morning to you. Good morning. Great to have you with us. And Allie Thorpe, who will be playing Maria. Good morning. Good morning. Great, <laughs> great to have both of you with us. Fabulous to uh, be here. Early on this uh, Wednesday morning, for, for a lot of people early, but you guys have been up for hours, I know. But and we're talking with uh, Cindy off the air before the show. I know you had a rehearsal last night, and, and Cindy told me that Everything just kind of came together last night. That's correct, yeah. In the words of one of our uh, longtime player personalities, the show landed last night. The show so, uh, landed. It's always a pretty wonderful feeling because it, everything was going apace and, you know, according to where it was supposed to be at any given time, right on schedule. But boy, it's nice when the, that, uh, that pot starts to go to a full boil, which is exactly what it did. So we're all pretty excited about what's next. And, and Allie came in just a few minutes ago, and I, I think you agree with that assessment, right? I do. Yeah. It was a, it's a magical, magical show. It, it really is, and it's it's been done in any number of times uh, in the area. In fact, it's been done by the community players uh, in in the past. What What is the history of The Sound of Music with the community players, Cindy? Well, I believe it was 60 years ago Whoa. that they did this show, and um, it, it retired was retired for a long time. And the um, actually the title came up in an audience survey last season, where we asked, "What would you like to see most next season?" Yeah. And Sound of Music, hands down, won the audience favorite request. But it's been a long time. You know, a lot of groups do shows multiple times, and this is one of those that they had not done a second time. So. It's time. I guess so. Yeah, and uh, and Allie is uh, Maria, and have have you played the role before? Never. Never. No. 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 You could have bowled me over with a feather when she said, "Will you be our Maria?" Um, I haven't been on stage in probably about <laughs> years, and <Really>? uh, <laughs> yes. Wow. It's, it's very exciting to be back on stage, and certainly with the players, and everybody is just so talented and uh, giving, and uh, it's it's again a really really fabulous feeling to be where we are. But, and uh, by the way, when you see Allie in performance, you're going to wonder which Broadway stage she just stepped off. So uh, don't be distracted by the fact that she hasn't done anything for a while. This is a monumental talent. And if I can just quote somebody who uh, saw the show the other night, experienced theater person, uh, his comment about her performance was... Uh, uh, Maria is a revelation. Finally, the show makes sense. 
Ah, wow. But no pressure. <laughs> Take that, Julie Andrews, right? That's right. Yeah. She's got nothing on me. Yep. That, that's, I'm sure that's true. So the, give us a little bit of your background. You haven't been on stage in uh, a number of years. You won't tell us how many, but it's been a few. A I lady guess. never tells. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from here in Concord. I yep. come from a performance background. My dad is Carl Smith of Club Soda Band. Oh, okay. um, so yep. I've grown up sort of listening to him sing and dance and then I went away to school for theater and dabbled in some professional theater and then did my best performance yet, which is as mom uh-huh. yep. <laughs> to my daughter, Matilda, who's 10. Um, and it was just the right time to come back to it. Pretty serendipitous. All right. Uh, where'd, where'd you go to school? I went to Plymouth State College. Oh, very good. Uh, university now. Yep. Pardon me. I'm really yep. showing my age. <laughs> uh, I graduated in 2000. <laughs> and um, yeah. And I've been performing, been took a break, and now we're back. Nice. Yes. Nice. So... You know, you said when you were asked to to do this role, so did it it, it come out of the blue? How did it develop? So um, the Community Players of Concord have a a wealth of very cool programming over the summer for youth. uh, And my daughter was involved in one of the youth productions. Uh Um, They have a summer camp. And someone said, hey, are you going to audition for Sound of Music? And I said, yeah, sure. Let's do it together. So my dear friend Lauren, who plays Sister Berta in the show, um, we both graduated from Plymouth and said, why not? Let's throw on our character shoes and give it a whirl. And here we are, whirling it about. (laughs) So. I, I'm sure you did a number of performances in Plymouth when you went to Plymouth State College at that time, now now university. Uh, do you have any favorite roles over the years? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I think probably playing the beggar woman in Sweeney Todd was uh, the most uh, challenging. And to play a crazy homeless person was not very type. So it was pretty fun. <laughs> right. That's a great show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, let, let me ask you this, as, as a true novice in this area, just as uh, someone who enjoys uh, musical theater, I mean, you're in Sweeney Todd, you're, you're singing uh, Stephen Sondheim. Sure. And in this one, Rodgers and Hammerstein, is one easier to for- perform than the other? You know, it's not, I don't think there's any easier or harder. Yeah. I think it's just you have to become the character and then, you know, the music has to sort of flow through you. Um, so nothing's, you know, nothing's easy. It's, <laughs> uh, it, it can no, all be. Not, no, yeah. I, listen, I know that. Um, if but, it was, everybody would be doing it, right? Yes, yeah. for sure. Um, but Rodgers and Hammerstein is really fun to sing. It's such beautiful, huge, sweeping, classical American musical theater. So that's, it's really fun to sing. And, and Cindy, give us some of your uh, background. I mean, uh, uh, by community players of Concord Standards, you're a, a relative newcomer. I am a newcomer, <laughs> but I go way back. Way so, back. So uh, yeah. I, too, hail from Plymouth State College wow. in 1977, so it's a little wow. bit of space there, and proud of it. But Go Panthers. Um, I, I um, was an English and um, drama teacher for about 30 years, and spent most of my time in the Monadnock region. I was at Convent high school running their program but also uh, they have the Peterborough players there and uh, the American Stage Festival which no longer exists right. over in Milford yeah. so I got my apprenticeship done there um, and was actually an apprentice to the scenic artist and design assistant but um, uh, you do everything in those circumstances and had a nice long association with the Peterborough players I got on stage with James Whitmore which was the sort of the, the feather in my mm. cap wow. but um, but mostly what I've done is directing um, educational community 
theater uh, here in New England, in uh, Charlotte when I was there, did some work down there. So lots of directing under my belt. Uh, when I've, uh, I've known about the Concord Community Players for many, many years and have always said, oh, I need to do something with them sometime. But it just never worked out that I was close enough. So when the opportunity presented itself, uh, I jumped in and what a group, what a yeah. wonderful amazing group they, they've been around now for uh, almost 100 years yes, they i guess have. yeah yes it's they truly have. amazing and i hope we both see in their hundredth yeah, that, there Agreed. you go if yeah. we get through the next four or five days <laughs> ali have you done anything with the community players before uh, not since I was in eighth grade. Wow. Yep, and I was in a production of Wizard of Oz as a jitterbug. A jitterbug. Mm -hmm. ah. Quite memorable, <laughs> uh, but nothing since then. Well, there you go, and uh, you're you're making your triumphant return uh, this weekend to the boards at uh, the uh, the beautiful uh, downtown Audi in uh, in Concord at Two Prince Street, and as I understand it from reliable sources, uh, the tickets are going very rapidly for this weekend. Is that true, Cindy? Yes, that is correct. Sunday, the last time I checked, and this isn't my my uh, area, so I don't know exactly what's going on, but uh, Sunday was nearly sold out uh, several weeks ago, so I suspect that that Sunday's gone, but don't give up. If you want to see Sunday call, sometimes people can't make it. They turn in tickets. Uh, Saturday was looking mighty full, and Friday was filling up as well, so don't be discouraged and not call because you'll be able to find a seat here and there but those ticket sales are pretty amazing when we got the financial run I'm also on the board uh, and uh, when we got the financial report uh, it was it was stunningly good let's put it that way in terms of ticket sales wow yeah uh, have you found uh, either one of you can answer this but have you found in your history that musicals sell better than straight plays Oh yeah, they're, they're the bread and yeah. butter. You yeah. know, I'm a, I'm an Ibsen girl. I I would be directing T.S. Uh, a uh, Tennessee Williams and and Ibsen and uh, O'Neill and all of those. But you learn, especially in theater, when you're trying to make some money, that musicals are the bread and butter. They're what people really want to see. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, you know, and and all that you mentioned were were terrific. Uh, T. S. Eliot, Tennessee Williams, you know, you name it. They're they're classics. But for some reason, uh, the musicals are the draw. Mm. Have you found that to be true? Oh, absolutely. And certainly so close to the holiday season. I think people want to feel good. I think they want to sit and they want to smile and they want to enjoy a story being told to them. And thankfully, we have the, the goods to be able to deliver. And we're very blessed to have such a beautiful and talented cast. And, and I, I would wager that most of the people in the audience, which will uh, be uh, place will be packed over the weekend, uh, they, they probably all know most of the words to every song uh, in the show. That's what we're betting on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in fact, uh, with when the uh, they did their fall uh, gala at the Audi, and we did one of the performances, one of the acts in the little variety show that they do, and we mm. did a sing-along Do-Re-Mi, and the audience really loved it. The, so, there you ho go. Hoping that maybe on the curtain call of this one, the audience would sing along a little bit to the music. Terrific. Yeah. Terrific. That, that's Cindy Dickinson, and she is directing the Sound of Music this weekend at uh, Community Players of Concord at the Audi in downtown Concord. And also with us is Allie Thorpe, who is playing Maria this weekend. So you want to check it out, but do it rapidly because tickets are scarce even now, folks. So get them as soon as you can. Uh, you can do it at uh, communityplayersofconcord.org.
Uh, stick around. We'll have more with uh, Cindy and Allie. Uh, but that'd be a good sitcom, I think. They, they had one close to that at one time, right? They're Kate and Allie. Kate and Cindy and Allie right here. Kale and Company Live, WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Kale and Company live here at WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Always fun when we have theater people in the house, and we certainly have today in uh, Cindy Dickinson, who's the director of the upcoming Sound of Music production by the Community Players of Concord this weekend, and uh, Allie Thorpe, who is uh, the star of the show. She's, she's Maria, and uh, have you always wanted to, to do this part? I think every little girl that wants to be on stage dreams of playing this part, for sure. Yes, of course. Yeah, so I, I imagine when you were a, a little girl, you were familiar with the music from of course, this, this show. Of course. We uh, used to watch it at Thanksgiving, yeah. and of course. Yeah, and, and so many are familiar. I think people like to see familiar things. It's, it's not surprising that it was on top of the list of shows people wanted to see. Uh, performed by the community players. And, and, you know, Ken, there's a really wonderful challenge in something like that as well, because you want to put something fresh and new on the stage. But how do you do that with a classic like The Sound of Music without tricking it up? And, yeah. and uh, we thought a lot about that. I thought a lot about it as I was preparing and uh, trying to decide what kind of a, an approach to take. And what we've gone with and what has been enormously successful in Alley is the prime uh, beacon for what's working is to look for the depth and the complexity in the characters. So for Maria to be multidimensional, to be not the movie Maria, for the children to be not the perfect movie children. Uh, our children are down and dirty. I mean, they 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 play in the mud. They're up to no good. You know, they're they're not going to be startlingly different to the audience. But there's a dimension to things that we get when you can work with excellent actors, which is what we have. And it's going to just move it over a hair from the traditional cookie cutter sound of music that we all know, while at the same time uh, having people just reveling in the beautiful numbers and the familiar story. So. And Allie, how, how are you enjoying uh, interacting with, with the kids involved in the show? Oh, they are just terrific. Uh, it, it, it has become a little bit of a family, you know. It yeah. is, it's, it's been um, really fun to watch. Some of these kids I'm blown away by because their voices are just so mature and lovely. And um, they've been professionals, the consummate professionals the whole time, which I don't know that I could be. So <laughs> even, our, even our seven and nine-year-olds, I mean, they, uh, we have two sisters, uh, Violet and Hazel Curran playing Gretel and Marta. And I'll tell you, those two were singing and dancing in the womb. And they are, boy, they're swimming with the big fish in this one. And just professional. They show up in there with their dance shoes and their outfits ready to go. Mom has been on site. She's a, a teacher and uh, a Kristen Curran teacher in the, the district. Yeah. And uh, she has been an integral part of preparing them and supporting them. But you will not be disappointed in Marta and Gretel. I promise For you. For sure. Yeah. Or the rest of them. It's uh, a friend of mine, a 
directing friend uh, saw the show weeks and weeks ago in rehearsal, and he said, that is the most extraordinary ensemble uh, of any kind I've seen on stage, and that was when we just were out of the gate. So these children wow. are, are special. They are they are a character unto themselves as a unit, which is really hard to achieve. Wow, yeah, that 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 is terrific. It is a, an amazing show and a huge cast. And in, I want to go back to one thing you said just a moment ago uh, about seeing a rehearsal weeks and weeks ago. I mean, how, how many weeks have you guys been uh, putting this together? Mm, 100. <laughs> yeah, uh, although it oh, probably wait, it seems like, like that. Like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The uh, gentleman playing uh, Captain Von Trapp, Sean Carmody, uh, and I were talking yesterday about this very thing. He said, I feel like auditions were both two weeks ago and a year ago, yeah. mm, somehow yeah. simultaneously. Mm. So, yeah, it's been, it's been about how many months? Uh, we started rehearsing in late... August, early September. Oh, that's right. It was so summer. really uh, two, two and a half months. Two and a half months. Yeah, yeah. a lifetime. Yeah, but <laughs> but pretty pretty heavy schedule. Uh, you know, lots of time needed to to drive a bus of uh, this size, so sure. to speak. Uh, so lots of rehearsals and a lot of work. Boy, this cast has been dedicated and professional, and and ha- they just show up and they do their work. That's my theme when working with a group of actors. You know, here's here's work. Now you need to do the work, and these people have never stopped doing their work. They're still doing the work. So what you see tonight, uh, and then compare that to what you see on opening night, there's going to be a difference because they will have done more work between tonight and opening night. It's thrilling to yeah. watch. Oh, oh, yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, but, you know, you, you, you rehearse for, for weeks and weeks, uh, and uh, it's many, many hours involved, folks. And, uh, and then you do three performances. It, it, do you sometimes wish you could do more? Or, or not. Maybe not. I think it's the whole experience, right? Yeah. Like we all went through coronavirus together and then we all, and now we can sort of breathe again together. And it's just been so nice, the experience of even getting to rehearse with adults that yeah. want to make believe just like you do and love to sing and dance and um, pretend. And so the whole experience has been great. But my voice will be thankful when the three shows are yeah. done. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. guess. Yeah. I was talking to our mother, Abbas, last night about uh, she and I are friends and about how we make the transition from this intense uh, active period of rehearsing and performance back into real life because in some ways it almost feels like we've been pulled out of our real lives oh, for, for a sure. of time yeah. where everything else is is second to what we're doing with the show so it, it, it's a pretty focused intense experience right so yeah i mean ali you uh, didn't specifically audition for this correct Right. I, I there's a little slot on the on the paper that says what part would you like to play, and I just so happily left that blank because I thought, well, I don't know what could I play, <laughs> and lo and behold, here we are. Yeah. I, it was really fun to call Allie and ask her if she would play the role because she was thunderstruck. However, we had probably 30 viable, uh, very talented women that could have played Maria. But Allie had something that hit me uh, right in the heart and right in the gut. 
uh, it was beyond uh, does this person have the talent can they dance can they sing uh, it was something special that she had and this Maria the way Allie's playing it is just bursting at the seams with life and that's her problem she, she can't live in the walls of a convent with all this life bursting out of her and yet she keeps trying to you know keep that contained and it keeps getting away and Allie as an individual I didn't know her before auditions uh, has that incredible joy and energy and life force and it was just uh, you know we knew it the minute we saw her that she was the one and well, we have not uh, been disappointed well, I'm that? not going to be able to walk out of here uh, my head is just going to be so big you should just see me I'm red as a cherry uh, I, but but you know I, I can see that she's very vibrant in, in real life like here and I'm, I'm sure uh, on the stage it's it's that probably times 10 yes indeed right? indeed it is but, hey, you know, you're born to do this. It's, yeah, as I said before, it's been a joy just to be a part of the community players. They have auditions all the time, and everybody in our cast comes from a different walk of life. I mean, certainly not everybody studied and graduated with a theater degree and went, you know, did professional acting or professional directing or worked. At, uh, we have we have people in the cast that said, well, this is my first show. And so yeah. how wonderful to be able to be together for this long, creating this beautiful, cool thing together and then creating this art every day. It's like you just couldn't ask for anything more. It's just so fun. I would have to think that there are many in, in this show who are probably uh, on stage for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. As is usually the case with a, a major musical musical in a uh, you know in a community setting. So it's going to be this weekend, folks, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But uh, tickets are going fast. They may be scalping them uh, outside the theater uh, o- o- over the weekend. There may be some scalping going on. Don't forget the money the, to be made. Police headquarters is right around the corner, so you know, be be careful. All right, we, we'll uh, we'll take a break. Kale and company will continue. We'll talk more about the sound of music, and later. We're going to talk about uh, something completely different, the uh, UNH men's soccer team. Uh, Right after these words, Kale and Company Live, WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Stay with us. Welcome back, Kale and Company Live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by the good folks at Northeast Delta Dental. We're talking the sound of music, which is coming up this weekend in Concord at the Concord City Auditorium. And uh, tickets are going rapidly, folks. So make your move if you want to see one of the great musicals in the history of American theater, uh, The Sound of Music, and uh, claimed worldwide. It's been performed in all kinds, probably every country in the world at one time or another. But uh, it it goes back to uh, November 16th, 1959. I looked this up when it opened on Broadway with uh, Mary Martin uh, in the role, Larry Hagman's mother. And uh, she was the uh, original uh, Maria. 
So, but we we we're most familiar with the, the Julie Andrews Maria. Most people are anyway. Sure. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the community players uh, who also happens to be a sheet music connoisseur um, brought in an original uh, copy of the sheet music that the original Broadway cast oh, wow. had wow. Um, of the song Maria, uh, and he was very you know interested in telling me about how the ink color changed after a different. Sh- and I just thought, wow, this is what it's all about. Yeah, this is so. This is pretty groovy. So, uh, yeah. yeah, Julie, Mary, and you know all, all the other beautiful Marias that have come. It's it's fun to draw inspiration from yeah. all of them. Groovy, probably not a word uh, you'll hear uh, during the sound of music. <laughs> He's right. Uh, He's right. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, over the weekend. But uh, we we talked about many of the performers on stage for the for the first time. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, pretty typical for a show of this magnitude in a community setting uh, like this. So people are getting their first opportunity on stage, which is uh, terrific. But you also have to think about all the people who work that you will never see uh, behind the scenes. And uh, there, there is so much involved uh, in, in a show of this size and, and scope with sets costumes lighting so so many things uh, and and I, I don't think even the average theater goer really thinks about how much goes into it no, that's absolutely true always has been in fact and uh, with a show this size you know just uh, 50 plus people yeah. uh, including 28 nuns who by the way <laughs> all have to be wearing habits uh, that's a lot of bodies to take care of in terms of costumes and yeah. this is an all-volunteer organization right. so we have a woman named Lynn Head who is an experienced costume designer uh, has done it professionally uh, is is donating her time to produce over 300 costumes for this show and uh, I sit in the audience as I'm not a costumer but I sit in the audience and just delight in the the beauty of what she has put on these actors and she's done it with one assistant going full tilt from the time we started uh, and it's uh, you know I've, I've done and seen a lot of professional theater and this, these costumes are as good as you would see on any professional stage and to, yeah. to me she's a miracle worker I don't know how you even do that, much less how do you do that as a volunteer. Uh, so come see the costumes alone. There's one seat where uh, Maria and uh, Liesel are sitting together on a bench in the in the uh, living room of the estate. And Maria has on this beautiful kind of wine, raspberry-colored traveling mm-hmm. suit. Uh, Liesel has on a green dress. And you just want to look at them because they're so beautiful. It really is art. It's been, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty it, fun to visually just sit back again. And right before the holidays, you, to be able to sit and, and enjoy and see art and, and be immersed in this pure, joyous, you know, certainly heavy at times musical. Sure. Again, it's really yeah. about, you know, the, the set is incredible. Uh, the lighting director has done an amazing job. And Adam, our musical director, is just, he's he also has really been a miracle yeah. worker. Yeah. As well as our choreographer, uh, who is and yeah. uh, and a long time Concord Community Players person. Uh, so all of those backstage pieces are in such good hands. The team is a very strong team. And, and you know, Jim Weber's scene design uh, was a, a big challenge because it's not a big stage and there are a lot 
lot of bodies that appear on that stage. So how do you create the inside of the trap villa, the garden, the um, uh, the terrace? How do you create, create all yeah. these beautiful yeah. scenes? The Abbey. Yeah, the Abbey. Yeah, no, yeah. Nothing and, big um, about a cathedral. It's, yeah. it's pool noodles. It is uh, beautiful carpentry. You, yeah. I challenge you all to look for the pool noodles when you see the, the pool show. Noodles. Look for the, the pool noodles. And the napkins. Find the napkins. Yep. Uh, but anyway, Jim has created this elegant, beautiful set, complete with a, a professionally painted backdrop, which we rented. And when the, I won't let my family see any video clips or any any of my photos beforehand because I want them to have the experience of watching that curtain open and just going, <gasps> because it's really going to be a visual delight. It is going to be a spectacular weekend, no doubt. And we mentioned the fact that, you know, the, the audience members, I'm, I'm sure most of them, uh, know the, the lyrics to every song in the show uh, because it's, it's been around a while. And uh, do you ever hear that? If people start singing along, have you, have you heard that on stage, Allie, at, at all when you've been performing? Well, I mean, I performed with Sesame Street Live, so I've heard screaming oh, well, children so. <laughs> sing wow. along with that. But wow. um, I will say, Cindy alluded to it earlier, but we were at the gala, which is a, a, a the auditorium does a, a variety show in the fall, right. and all, we get a little preview of what's going to happen throughout the season, and. Um, you know, we said, okay, well, what happens if they don't sing along? And, you know, how do we get the audience engaged? And before we, I could really even sing a note, I looked out and people, <gasps> doe, uh, do, you know, yeah, so it yeah. was, it's, it's not, it's people want familiar. People want to enjoy and just really breathe with you and, you know, sing. And I say, sing, sing with me. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, you, you, you don't, you're not necessarily encouraging it, but it does happen, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and it, it's probably better that during the actual show, yeah. the audience not sing along. Right, it it right. could get yeah. a little confusing. You know how when an audience claps, sometimes they get out of beat with the music. Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. sure, yeah. yes. I guess I didn't. You know, um, Ken, conversely, the... Uh, the stage version of this show has some numbers in the second act, actually in first act as well, that are not in the movie. Uh -huh. And it's always funny when you see the stage show to listen to people in the audience who turn to their partner and say, I don't think that was in the movie. I'm not familiar and with that one. I don't remember yeah. that some one. Some of the most beautiful numbers, there's one called An Ordinary Couple, which is Ali and uh, Sean Carmody, who plays the captain. This yeah. beautiful, lyrical uh, love ballad that is so not the do re mi lonely goat herd and, and yet is a, a really nice addition but it'll be it will be fresh and different you know most people won't have heard these numbers unless they're familiar with the stage show and uh you know there's quite a despair a disparity between the captain and maria age-wise uh, sure. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm just I, is there that disparity in in real life in the, in this scenario well, a lady never tells. Let's just say not so much. <laughs> but uh, at any rate, the show's been around since 1959. Uh, so this is going to be like the uh, 64th uh, anniversary celebration because it opened November 16th. Yes. Yes, of, very of close. Of 1959. How about that? Pretty serendipitous, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I, mm -hmm. I, I, I guess so. And uh, as you mentioned uh, earlier, Cindy, uh, it was performed like 60 years ago uh, by the community players of Concord. And I, I think I, I, I've heard rumors to the effect that there may be somebody in this show that was in 
that show that 60 is years ago. Correct. And uh, we have a former, well, I don't think you're ever a former community player, <laughs> but a woman named Clara Brogan, who is longtime resident and arts figure, you know, leader in the arts for many years, who is approaching her 100th birthday. Right. She played Sister Sophia in that player's production all those years ago. And uh, a number of weeks ago, we got a call from her son, Paul, saying, if my mom is in interested would you consider letting her do a cameo appearance and we said sure so if all goes well Clara Brogan will be appearing 60 years after her initial performance in the Sound of Music as a party guest at the Von Trapp uh, mansion so be on the lookout for that it's very very special and I've had a couple of conversations with her and what a dynamic uh, enthusiastic woman who somebody you know, someone who performing has never left her yeah no I guess I, I've uh, had many conversations with her son Paul and, uh, and he tells me that she uh, plays the piano vigorously mm-hmm. uh, every day mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so if all goes well she'll appear in the Sunday performance as a special treat for the audience wow oh, that and for the cast <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah oh oh absolutely so it's coming up this weekend and and, and and so what is your schedule now i mean you said it, it went great last night uh at uh, at rehearsal so what happens in the subsequent days yeah. prior to friday well, we get up, we try to do our day jobs, and then we go to the theater when the light, when life begins. Uh, and we are just running through from now on. So we, uh, we've had our last, what we call, stop and fix, because there was not much left needing to be fixed, which is great. Took care of that last night. Tonight will be a run. Uh, this is Wednesday. Yeah, tomorrow is dress rehearsal. So that's full makeup and costume. We've wow. already been in costume, uh, already been working lots of quick changes in this show, too. So that had to be worked. But yeah, we, we just now fine-tune, and these actors are still growing. They're still bringing yeah. new things every night. But the performance that you see Friday will be different from what you see Sunday, because Sunday will have grown. It's incredible. I, I haven't seen very many casts who continue to grow at this stage. Well, I, I wish you both uh, the best over the weekend. I know it's going to be fantastic. And tickets are going fast, so order right now. Communityplayersofconquer.org Get online right now and avoid the scalpers on the way in on uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday and uh, Saturday at 7.30 and Sunday at 2 at the uh, City Auditorium, 2 Prince Street in downtown Concord. And uh, Allie Thorpe and uh, Cindy Dickinson, we uh, thank you both for being with us today. Much appreciated. Lots of fun. Thank you. So fun. Thank you again. All right. We'll be back. Talk a little uh, college soccer. Right after these words, Kale and Company Live, WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Kale and Company Live here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And joining us on the program, a gentleman in his ninth season at the helm of the UNH men's soccer program, Mark Hubbard. Mark, uh, welcome. Great to have you with us. Yeah, thanks for having me again, making this uh, an annual thing. We are, and we're very happy to make it an an annual thing. Mark, you're uh, Wildcats, one of only four teams in the country to advance to the NCAA men's soccer tournament for seven straight seasons. Congratulations on that. Not an easy thing to do. 
No, not at all. But when uh, we're taking over the program in 2015, had had this vision and to put to put UNH up in the echelon of college soccer with the, the likes of Wake Forest and Georgetown and Indiana powerhouses is a is a special statistic there. So something we uh, will celebrate, but um, obviously use motivation to keep going here. How how do you manage to maintain that uh, that level of excellence from uh, you know year in year out? Uh, you're you're always right there. How how is that possible? A lot of stress. Um, <laughs> I'm sure, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no 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 stress compares to the five kids and two dogs at home. So this is uh, easy stuff. But it, I think it comes down to culture building, good leadership, um, good recruiting. And, uh, you know, sort of telling the story and the message every year and just sort of hammering those daily habits. So, um, you know, if you're doing the, the right things day after day, um, you know, they'll add up over, over the course of time. But certainly takes a lot of discipline and sacrifice for sure. And uh, number eight, and the number eight seed, your, your highest seed ever. And uh, you have a, a, a bye week uh, coming up, and uh, well, you're, you're in that bye week right now, and you are awaiting now for the uh, your first game at Wildcat Stadium on Sunday. Uh, the winner of uh, uh, tomorrow's game between Boston University and Syracuse. Yeah, so we're we're definitely proud of our our highest national seed. It puts us in a position to at least host to the third round, which has never happened here in New Hampshire. So. Um, continue to achieve new things, and you know you got to focus one day at a time and one game at a time. But uh, obviously, set us up to to be really successful in this postseason run. Well, absolutely so. And you had another magnificent uh, regular season. I, I know you you did lose in the America East uh, final in a, a double overtime game uh, to Bryant, and the selection show was was the next day. Did you have any any apprehension at all that you you might not get a uh, a first round bye? No, I've just been doing it long enough to kind of look at the, the setup and. and sort of anticipate what, what would happen. Um, and I'm proud of the fact that we kind of built up the clout with the national committee and um, we were, you know, we were given the, the eighth seed there, which puts us in that position to, to host the third round. So, um, you know, now it's our job to go out and take advantage of it. It doesn't uh, feel good coming off of a loss at Wildcat Stadium. It's only our fourth loss um, in seven years there. So um, hopefully, uh, push forward here and and come out and play better um, for, this, for this Sunday. Well, your, your home field dominance has been legendary. As you said, uh, you, you don't lose very often uh, at, uh, at Wildcat Stadium, so you have to come out with uh, a great deal of confidence on Sunday when the, uh, the game gets underway this week, either against BU or Syracuse. I want to remind people that they can get tickets right now in advance at unhwildcats.com, and uh, you might want to do that to avoid the lines on Sunday. Uh, how has the student support been uh, this year? Um, I think it hasn't been that great, to be honest. I think a lot of our support has been um, from our local community and our state. So kudos to everyone for continuing to come out and support. I think, you know, over the course of time, as we become more successful and these games become more meaningful, the the student body does come out um, a little bit more, but 
yeah, hoping hoping they'll continue to rally around and come out in the in the weather. And um, I know our our normal support um, will come out, which is usually around two to three thousand people a game. So these games are typically drawing four to five thousand people. So filling that stadium gives us that really that extra boost to uh, come out on top and, and make everyone proud. Yeah, absolutely so. You uh, literally have uh, players from all over the state of New Hampshire, all over the country, uh, all over the world. And and I guess soccer uh, is, is kind of the universal language. It doesn't matter where, where you're from. And uh, you guys have, have gelled amazingly uh, over the years. Let's just talk about a, a few of the uh, you know, the outstanding players. They're, they're all great, but uh, some of them that have been uh, awarded on several occasions, like your uh, midfielder, uh, Yannick Bright. Yeah, Yannick is someone that we found over in, in Italy uh, four years ago, or yeah, four years ago now, and uh, has come in has been an immediate impact starter. He's a, sort of the cog of our midfield and um, at the bottom of our of our diamond there in front of our back four and does a great job disrupting and tackling and winning balls, but can also spearhead our, our offense um, as well. So someone like that coming in from Milan and, uh, you know, being best friends with, Someone from Concord, New Hampshire, down the road is that's a that's just a sort of a special part of what we've been doing here over the years, and sort of bring that to University of New Hampshire, that type of diversity and that connection. Um, you know, it's about really improving and making that student athlete experience as as meaningful as as, uh, as you can, and that's um, just one way that I think that not only guys down the road benefit, but our um, our international guys really benefit from the support that they get from the New Hampshire families that they that they uh, get to meet while they're here. Uh, you, you've built up such a, a great tradition of uh, men's soccer at uh, at UNH and your uh, tenure there, Mark. And uh, uh, does that make the recruiting process any easier? <laughs> I think we get a lot more general interest, but you know, in terms of the the high level uh, student athletes, you know, we're still having to, um, you know, compete with the traditional powerhouses. And if someone's looking at, uh, you know, playing on Bermuda grass all year round versus <laughs> up here, it takes a special character and personality. And um, that just comes down to recruiting and the type of people we're bringing in. And, you know, we have some really talented players, but they're all really good humans. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to go out into the world and, and sort of wear the badge and, represent New Hampshire for the rest of their life. And that's really what's in, what, most important to me. So, but I think recruiting wise, like it, it's definitely general more interest, but um, still hard to, to keep, uh, keep this thing going. And uh, certainly a solid core of players uh, from uh, the state of New Hampshire uh, as well. And uh, since I'm sitting right now in Concord, uh, a shout-out to uh, Liam Bennett, a graduate student. He's been a, a wildcat his entire career. Yes, and um, like a lot of our New Hampshire guys, like early on, it's very much discussed and, and found out that they they really buy into the Granite State and wanting to represent um, their home state and family and um, throughout their careers, and it's been it's been a real uh, pleasure to see that. Me being a Durham and New Hampshire native myself, just seeing New Hampshire guys up there compete with some of the best in the nation, and um, Liam's no different. So 
Uh, Liam on that end has, has done a great job of always finding his way on the field and battling and leading from the back. And uh, we have an exciting young player named Tig Healy from uh, from Hampton, New Hampshire, that has uh, that really can create a lot of stuff on his own as well. So an exciting player uh, to maybe come out and watch this Sunday is, is Tig. Uh, little maybe might be the smallest guy in the field, but um, you know has a big heart and really can create a lot. So that's that's always fun to you know, support a local guy. I've, I've got to ask you, Mark, uh, you've been around the local scene for a long time, first at uh, Southern New Hampshire University, now at UNH, been very successful at, at both. Have you noticed that is the quality of soccer player evolving and improving over the years, uh, the soccer players from New Hampshire I'm talking about specifically? Um, yeah, for sure. And I think we've made we've made the brand a little bit more exciting to play for and represent. But I think on the whole in this country, soccer has gotten a lot better. And that's, you know, epitomized by MLS and Messi and the World Cup coming here in 2026. So a lot of a lot of great momentum going for soccer and country. And of course, that spills over into New Hampshire and kind of what we're doing. But we're just uh, we're going to keep plugging along and doing our part to grow in the game, but making New Hampshire proud and hopefully making a run in this national tournament for for many weeks to come. Mark Hubbard, I I wish you uh, all the best. And uh, uh, Sunday, 2 o'clock, either Syracuse or BU will be the opponent at Wildcat Stadium. And, uh, you know, enjoy. And uh, I know you you savor these moments. And and good luck to you and, and the team. Thank you, and see everyone out there on Sunday. Good weather, and uh, bring your New Hampshire spirit. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Mark. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Mark Hubbard, the outstanding head coach of UNH Men's Soccer. That'll do it for this edition of Kalen Company. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to uh, Allie and uh, Cindy for being with us in our first portion of the show. And thanks to you in particular for being with us here on this Wednesday. And remember, always look on the bright side of life. Have a great Wednesday, everyone. Everyone.